What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Grow humor, man. Good old humor. This is our midweek episode, and we are we are off the back of an announcement last night, which mm, is borderline yeah. humorous, lah. Tough, tough to tough to see the funny side of it, lah. To be honest, <laughs> tough, <laughs> that, tough. That's how I that's how I try to cope with it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to say borderline humorous is like, I guess you can just laugh at how 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 ridiculous the situation is, really, lah. Right. Yeah, and we are talking about none other than the extension of the current COVID restrictions in Singapore for another month till November 21st. Yeah. And I mean, just a heads up, we were thinking about talking about it as one of the topics today, but we decided not to because it's just going to be a rant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone ready. Let's just go through the points. Lah. You know, oh, Singapore, oh, MMTF not doing a good job at communicating, people confused at the new measures. Uh, you know, but the worst hit are the healthcare workers. And, you know, let's all clap for them, and uh, yeah, let's just everyone stay safe. And that's how it's COVID because of right. the unvaccinated. It's yeah. because of the unvaccinated people. Yeah. Um, the bed utilization. Yeah. Singapore um, has very low ICU bed count per capita, etc. Yeah, et cetera. we're not f- we're not flip flopping. We're going down a what a centrist path. Yeah. No, we shouldn't compare to other countries. Yeah. Yay. I see any one Ooh. of us could chair the MMTF now and give that give that a spiel already. Uh. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like really, I mean and I think the, the the issue now, right, is that even people who were in support of the restrictions and you know, all early on, like I would consider myself one of them. Even now I'm like, what the hell? What was the biggest bugbear for you? I mean, I really thought like okay, numbers are rising uh. and like vaccinations are going on. I thought okay, I I really thought it wouldn't be extended. Uh. So I know we are still in a precarious position, yeah. but there's so, more yeah. calls. But that's why I'm asking. What is the biggest annoyance for you, lah? In in all the different restrictions and rules. Oh, you mean personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah personally. I think the one thing is that uh, I mean we have a few shoots coming up. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be impacted. Um, I think yeah, my, my girlfriend is in the, the the fitness industry also. That's gonna be in continue to be impacted. Mm. Um I know there's Diwali coming up, but to me that's not not that's that's uh, yeah, like every every religion has already been impacted. Maybe that maybe this is part of the, you know, like must have all four races and cultures kinda the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Be, so so it's past Diwali, but but yeah. Well, well, what about you? I mean, just a two-person limit on dining out. I think that's uh, stupid. Like, I literally had to sit separately from my wife and baby when dining in at a... having a breakfast in a nearly empty restaurant, uh, you know, after, you I thought know, a kid... I, yeah. I thought a kid is considered, like, part of a family... No, a kid is still a different person. It's still a different person, yeah. It's, a, it's considered oh, a person, shit. yeah. Shit. So that's why you see people... a lot of people eating alone now, sitting separately from family, waving over... When you can't communicate between the tables because of oh, yeah, restrictions, so, uh, you can't do anything other than text or so, uh, which is like, what kind of world are we living in, man? So then you find another hu- lonely husband who is uh, dissociated from his family and you all become friends. Uh. But, I mean, that's, that's the point. You want to eat with your family, you don't want to eat with strangers. Uh. That's like, <laughs> you know, you can always go yourself for any time. Go hawker centre and just eat by yourself anytime. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, but wow, okay, we could have extended that for like 30 minutes, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna put a stop to it. We're gonna put a stop to it and we're gonna talk about serious topics, right? Like yes. Serious issues. Serious issues. Yeah. But but that, before uh, all that, uh obviously mm. we still need to plug our our services to the world. So could you just mm-hmm. let everyone know what what are we contributing to the world that they are missing out on? Uh we what we are con- is like just using comedy to talk about important issues that we should all be talking about mm. and and we've been doing it this is the 223rd episode I believe mm. uh, we have a great community of listeners and if this podcast has helped you I don't know brought I'm brought you some joy some entertainment some thought-provoking thoughts it'd be great if you could share it with just one more person uh, we've loved how our listenership has grown quite organically we have a subreddit the link to which is in the show notes and one thing that we don't say often is if you could leave a review on Apple, uh, that would also be helpful. Mm, mm, um, Apple iTunes, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're going to keep cranking these out thrice a week for as long as we can. Yeah, and speaking of, speaking of uh, cranking for as long as we can, uh, yeah. these, well, today we're going to talk about a few uh, organizations or companies they have decided to stop cranking and have decided mm. to throw in the towel. And what industry are we talking about? Uh, the electricity industry, man. Mm. More specifically, the open energy market of Singapore. Yes. Yes, correct. Yeah. And, and admittedly, when Terence first suggested this topic, I'm like, dude, how boring is this shit? Yeah. The more I read yeah. up, the more I realized, hey, actually, I got some stuff to talk about. Like, some yeah, stuff yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, that, that's also something that I thought of at first that was, wow, this shit sounds really boring. Until, uh, yeah, until I, I, my, I think my mother yesterday was like calling me and like, oh shit, you know, my electricity provider is changing and then we're going to need, uh, we're going to have to go through all the paperwork and all that shit again. It's going, so going to need your help to help me do all this. Then I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, this is really troublesome. This is really affects me. You know, cause, cause so like, initially and, you didn't care lah. Initially, just when I was your like, mom yeah. <laughs> oh, not my, not my, not in my backyard, right? Not my, not my electricity Limbia. provider. You know, cause I, I, I'm with uh one of the Gencos, uh, and we'll go through mm. differences between them later also lah. But, but yeah, initially I thought I wasn't affected. Then I realized, oh shit, I got family members who are affected, and I need to help those family members as well lah. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. How about you? Why, why do you suddenly have a change in mind when, when, uh, when you read up about it lah? Uh, I mean, first of all, because it is one of those those things where on the surface, it seems like, huh, these companies can just close. What the fuck? You know, there are mm. thousands of customers. Is it really just up to them? Then I found out, that, okay, like, there's some stuff that's happening in the global energy markets, which I wasn't the most aware of. Mm. And the second thing is, when I got my place earlier this year, I've already made a switch mm. to one of the, the uh, retailers. Mm. And the process is not, the smoothest la. It's yeah. not seamless la. Yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah, correct. it's 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 annoying la. It's yeah, annoying. So even yeah, even when I moved house and everything, like uh, I I remember I had to pay a couple of like crazy bills because you know the the move wasn't reflected properly and shit like that la. And the deposit was I don't know where the deposit the security deposit was flying left right and center. So I I mm. like, no one knew where the hell it was and then so I had to pay like a couple of like insanely high bills just in that process. Uh. So so um it's not something that doesn't affect you, you know, even if you yeah. even if you are even if your your electricity provider hasn't folded, right? 
uh, there's a good chance it might because it's this is not just a it's not just a one or two company thing. Uh, it's a industry wide phenomenon that's happening. Uh. Um, yeah. And maybe I mean, do you have a general like uh, FAQ on what this whole free market of energy is about uh, in Singapore? Mm, yeah. So I mean, essentially, up to twenty eighteen, right? Mm. Everyone in Singapore got their um, uh, utility electricity from Singapore Power. La. That mm. was like the the only option. Yep. I think you grow up thinking, oh, where does electricity come from? Yep, Don't yep, care yep. about petroleum, natural gas. It's Singapore Power. You know, yep. this 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 abstract entity that you're like, oh shit, they are the the gods of electricity. Then in 2018, there was a gradual rollout of this open energy market mm. where there were a few more. Uh, parts of the energy market that were made available to consumers. Mm. And I think 2014, over the course of the year, it was rolled out across Singapore. And what essentially that meant is that you can now swap your electricity provider from Singapore Power to one of the retailers. It doesn't change any physical setup in your house. Mm. It's just a whole bunch of admin and the billing can still come through Singapore Power. So mm. you still see it on the Singapore Power bill. It's just provided by another retailer. Mm. So essentially, yeah. these retailers, they're sort of like, they buy the raw material and then they package it with like a lot of different plans and stuff like that. And then they use marketing to reach consumers, right? Yes, so, correct. So, that's so why I mean, that explains why like a couple, one or two years back, or even nowadays, uh, not, not too long ago, uh, you have seen a lot of uh, salespeople on the streets, like representing these companies, trying to to reach out to the new consumers and tell ask them to switch to them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, there's a lot, a lot of money was uh, a lot more money ha- has to be spent on marketing to get people to switch, uh. Yeah, and I mean, essentially, um, the the broad level differences is that the there are two main players essentially in the open electricity market. Like, there's mm. the gen tailors mm. um, we, who generate electricity and also sell it. So mm. like Geneco, Keppel Electric. Yep. Um, then there are the independent retailers mm. uh, who buy electricity from the open market. Yeah. And because the rates of electricity on the open market change every 30 minutes, right? It's almost like people buying uh, buying and selling on on carousel, you know, you you buy at a low price, you sell at a high price, and then mm. you make calls, yeah. And then uh, a part of that is hedging the the price of fuel, which is where you 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 kind of predict or foresee rates, and you lock in lower prices for the future, which sometimes can go wrong, But that's mm. how they manage to come up with different price options. Because if you look, if if any of you have ever gone through the process of looking at the different retailers you would find even depending on where you live the type of household you live in some retailers work better than the rest la. Mm, correct correct uh, but overall right. the the one thing we haven't spoken about what was the larger philosophy behind this move uh, to open up the energy market I think it's basically to to like how you say uh, leverage the ethos of free market la, that if mm. you are only have one supplier, yeah. it might not be the most custom for you. Like if there's a retailer who decides, okay, you know what? We are focusing on maybe the smaller households. Let's try and differentiate our offerings to this and offer them a price that's friendlier to them, la, which might not be the most logical for someone who lives in a landed property or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's the whole free market, la, you know, the 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 supply, demand uh, and give the customers the power of choice. Yeah, yeah. Which in theory, in theory, sounds fantastic, lah, right? In theory, yeah. in, in, like 
everyone's supposed to be able to find the right plan, the right the right everything for themselves and and, and pay the exactly right the right rate and, and there's no inefficiencies in between switching and things like that. Lah. Um, Correct. And like 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 a lot of other markets that have opened up in Singapore, like uh, you know, inter- the internet providers as well. Uh, you know, uh, even the pay TV providers at one point. Um, mm. But yeah, so it's the invisible hand, lah, right? Made yeah. popular by the economist Adam Smith. Yeah, which which invisible is, hand theory. Yeah, you would say is a very, a very big part of the PAP government's ethos, lah, right? To let the free market decide everything, lah, right? And for well, most things, lah. Yeah, and, except and, when it comes to like uh, PM. Except when it comes to PM, PM. Oh, Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true, la. No, but but I mean that's a that was a, that's a ministerial. I mean that's a that's our par- that's how our parliament works, right? You know the, the like it's like a joke, la, dude. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You can have your dad jokes. I have a uh, not yet dead but equally yeah. daddy jokes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, It's a. Uh, I mean, there there might be they, they have choice, right? <laughs> Between the four G leaders, there's a lot of choice, a lot of choice, la, But you know, you have to choose one. Whole lot of choice. <laughs> but um, yeah. The, the, my my point is that uh, you know the examples I brought up about choice between internet providers, choice between pay TV providers, uh, yeah, even choice between media corp and media works at one point. Remember, well, mm. I mean, at the end of the day, like a lot of these, like 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 for example, the liberalization of the media, the the media landscape in Singapore that that ended in you know. Further consolidation, like if anything. Actually, maybe can can recap that because I'm I'm also not the most familiar, but I know I know they tried that. Yeah, in the early two thousands, I think they uh, decided to open up the license for for TV operators for for a mm. TV station. So SPH ventured into into the television market, uh, and maybe mm. some of you might be too young to remember or anything. But at that point in time, it was very exciting because um, it was almost like um, like you could you could. You, like the media court artists suddenly had choices la, and then they were offered you know big contracts to sign with SPH instead which was called the the, the TV arm was called Media Works la. and uh, mm. you know then Media Works had their own English and Mandarin channel and Media Corp had their own Channel 5, Channel 8 and uh, Media Works had Channel channel I, Channel U I believe and then yeah mm. la, they, they just competed like that with each other um, but eventually like like uh, you know, MediaWorks was uh, run into the ground, and uh, eventually it was bought over back by MediaCorp again, and then we became a. It, it went back to being a monopoly, lah. So mm. uh, it was a experiment in liberalizing and giving consumers the choice. But uh, yeah, we don't know our market maybe just not big enough to to sustain to sustain two media companies and and two big TV companies, and we just mm. um, you know we just ended up uh, back at square one now, or even maybe worse than square one because. It was like a, it was like a huge affirmation to towards MediaCorp, like, I think, right? That that, that mm, they were the big, they were the big players in town, and, and no one else could touch them, like, even with government intervention and all, they were untouchable, like, right? Mm. Uh, so yeah, so so that was that was the the media industry liberalization. Um, actually, actually, I I just realized that we haven't really said the exact thing that we are talking about. Like we have introduced the market and all, mm. but there was a few instance incidents that. Made us want to talk about this, lah, right? Did we? Did we say? No, I don't think that so. The fact that yeah, yeah. 
Oh shit! <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. so if you've been listening to now and wondering what the fuck are these two guys talking about, uh, yeah. hopefully you read the title of the podcast. But in case you didn't um, and you've been enjoying it thus far, mm. what we're talking about is the the past week where three of these retailers uh, shut down lah. Mm. Um, Ohm, iSwitch, and Union uh, and Best Electricity. Best electricity. So yeah. these are one of the retailers that. Just one after another. It was I switch first, like they threw in the towel, then yeah. ohm, then best electricity, and that sparked the broader conversation about what the hell is going on. Yeah. Isn't free market supposed to be the best thing ever? Yeah. Then what is going on in the global energy uh, market? And that was the the incidents that that caused an, an uproar, which we are covering. Yeah, because th- these these companies represent about one third of all uh, consumers who have switched to the open market, lah. That means they've switched mm. away from SP Group, and uh, one third of this of this group uh, are going to be affected by these closures. Uh. Mm, mm. So, so but, actually, but we, what was the yeah. bigger the bigger thing that caused these closures? Uh? So, I mean, uh, like, uh, apparently, the whole energy market around the world is is getting screwed over, like, like, like super volatile. Um, if you look at Basically, these markets, uh, these retailers, they they buy uh, market from the open energy market, right? And mm. one indicator of the prices of like uh, electricity is provided by like the Uniform Singapore Energy Price or USEP. Mm. And apparently from October 13 to October 16, it was so vol- volatile that it traded between $121 and $1,821. Mm. So when these prices go up, right, you can imagine the retailers who are buying it off the market, um, it's like you're buying bread, uh, and one day it's like one dollar, then the next day it's like ten dollars. Yeah. So you can imagine how it affects their operations, like. But the reason why it was so volatile is because, in the global scheme of things, the and even the fucking hot weather is causing um energy problems because mm. um I think in the in like where it's too hot or where it's too cold, it affects the supply of natural gas or the mining of natural gas, which affects affects the supply and then it causes prices to go up. And then there was some, I think this year, the energy consumption habits of consumers around the world have not been as as per usual as you would expect. So mm-hmm. that also caused some, some um, prediction uh, discrepancies. And all that has resulted in these prices going volatile as fuck lah. Mm-hmm. So, so and essentially, the the three businesses that have folded, uh, they looked at the numbers and they probably thought that yeah, uh, you know, we're gonna looking at the prices right now, we're gonna be suffering losses for quite a while, given everything. Yeah. If we continue operating this business, so we might as well just throw in the towel at this point, lah. Regardless, yes, of, uh, Regardless of how things pick up in the future or what, lah. Yeah. Mm. And and I mean all these retailers and Genco's are essentially overseen by the EMA la, mm. which is the the energy, energy market. market authority. Yeah. So I mean, um, I, I guess a lot of people like asking like, how does this affect affect me la, Right. Other than mm. because by right, the if if one of these uh, every time one of these companies shuts down, by default your account should be transferred to direct to SP Group la. but um. Uh, I'm not sure if if it's gonna be as seamless as that, lah. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Why Why do you think this might be a concern for for potential for any consumer, the average consumer? Um, I think 
Okay, so one thing that is assuring before we go into the concerns is that the EMA has mandated that there cannot be any fees that the customer has to pay because of this. Mm. Um, it just needs to be seamless. Yeah. Um, and and this and the EMA is trying all they can to help the other ones, uh, other retailers stay alive and all that. And there was a statement by the Ministry of Trade. Mm. And you know who the Ministry of Trade is? Trade no, and industry. I, I can't remember. Is Gan Kim Yong? Oh, Gan Kim Yong. Yeah, there are these, pol- wow. <laughs> these politicians we just cannot run away from, no? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's a tri- like threesome gangbang between Lawrence Wong, Gan Kim Yong, and Ong, Ong Yi Kang. La. Yeah, three headed. All the time. Three headed <laughs> monster. Yeah. yeah, the three headed monster. When I read it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay, but um, I mean, yeah, I, I can imagine they're trying to regulate, but. Why I think it is concerning for the consumer is okay. I don't know about you, but when I was trying to find which provider to switch, right, I tried to look at it in depth, mm. Like, um, okay, like uh, living here, what are the costs? Because each of them have pros and cons. I think I created a spreadsheet and all that, yep, yep. and it was a it was a deep dive, la. Mm. And then I was quite happy with my choice. Thankfully, the one that I went with hasn't been in the news yet. Yeah, uh, I hope it's not an <laughs> inevitable thing. Yeah, but it just feels like that kind of stuff. It it re- I got a lot of inertia to do that kind of deep dives into shit that is boring la, but it's important. Yeah, yeah. And now? Yeah. Well, was it the same for you? Uh, it was initially when we switched, uh, you know, and, and um, I mean, I think now reading up more about it, I, I'm I, I'm kind of glad that I went with that particular provider because it's mm. one, one of the Gencos. So hopefully, hopefully they're more, more likely to be able to stay afloat, la, whether it's by, by selling to the retailers and stuff like that. La. But uh, yeah, mm. the, the 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 one important thing to remember is that every time you sign up with all these guys, you do need to put a security deposit down, uh, you know. Mm. And uh, SP Group himself has said that oh, they're not they're not in charge of you retrieving your security deposit from these retailers. Is is based on your contract with the retailer. So I don't know if that's going to be a messy process, like We all know how, you know, you know, we all know what happens when you put security deposit with with companies that are liquidating mm. and all that. Uh, for example. Uh, it was an old bike, right? Remember, mm, uh, old bike, right. even just fifty dollars per per deposit. But it's still, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody got their deposit back, lah, right? So I don't know what is the yeah. situation with these three companies. Now, hopefully, the EMA is able to to you know uh, have more oversight on on this process, lah, of transferring the accounts over. But uh, even then, uh, there definitely will be a gap between uh, the customer having to pay a security deposit to set up an account with SP Group. Uh, and mm. getting back the deposit from the retailer, la, from the ex-retailer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess that that technically is not a fee, right? But it's no. a is a task or yeah. like a it's a chore to do, la, Right. Yeah. It's a, it's the friction, la. It's the friction that that you know that 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 uh technocrats or bureaucrats don't think about when they think about a free market, la, Right. You know that that it's not that easy to just transfer from one service to another. Like. There's a lot of other things involved and hidden costs that, that the consumer ends up bearing, like, right? Yeah, and even if it's just time, right? Because the retailer I went with, they were yeah, like, they were not as established as Singapore Power. Their website was pretty basic. Um, and there were things that you I couldn't upload on the website or I had to download and print out. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? The savings can be quite significant. I want to support the underdog. Fine. But if yeah. I have to do it again, right? Yeah, ha, ha. would you? Would you? Yeah, la, If you knew that there's a chance that you know that they might just exit the business just overnight like that as well, la, Right? Without any forewarning or anything. 
I wonder yeah. if the the bosses at SP in 2018 because I can imagine for SP opening up the energy market is not the best thing like yeah. because yeah. if not for the energy market it feels like everyone who is birthed in Singapore will have to suck on the the nipples of Singapore power for electricity for the rest of their lives like. yeah. but I wonder if even at that point right, they're like okay you all try <laughs> you all try yeah. one by one you are gonna fucking die yeah, yeah. and soon it's going to come back to us because I also realized from doing research for this podcast back in 2019 a re- retailer called ES Power mm. um, transferred all of its business and residential consumers which amount to like 15 million dollars in, in retail contracts to iSwitch mm. and then now iSwitch mm. is Gonna go back to SP lah. So yeah. slowly SP is like, <laughs> come to me, babies. Come back. Come. Yeah. Come back to me. It's like the model, model calling out to the all those the the you know those people wearing the ring. Lah. Every time you put on the ring, uh, model calls out to you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, yeah lah, I mean, you know, it just it just leaves this taste in my mouth. This really bad taste that anytime anyone mentions how liberalizing the markets, free markets is the best in Singapore and all that. Yeah, I always think back to yeah, that's what you all said about the pay TV operating and then how how Singapore ended up being the most expensive place in the world to watch the World Cup. I think that was in mm. two thousand and ten or something, right? Where it was mm-hmm. like we just paid astronomical fees compared to the rest of the world just to watch the same the same World Cup like, because because there was like just I don't know, they were just like crazily outbidding each other and then and I don't know how they were calculating the fees, but based on like, you know, the per capita GDP in Singapore, which at that point was like inflated because of all the billionaires that had just moved in. And yeah, like, it just sometimes, you know, consumers really, we, yeah, like, in Singapore, we get the short end of the stick. And whereas uh, you find that, you know, for, for corporations and all that, it's much easier to just come in and go out without without much, uh, without much fuss lah. You know, case yeah. in point being like our our own our own uh, issues with our with the network that that uh, we produce our TV show on. You know, mm. uh, entering and exiting the market was easy for them, uh, but we're still stuck in the liquidation process a year and a half later. Lo, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and I guess why we wanted to talk about it is because yeah, we we're not just speaking from a like a ivory tower and like oh we. This market, free market. The fact is, we have been impacted. We continue to be impacted by a company that just, yeah, and like Terence said, I entered and exited. Yeah. But at the same time, right, at the same time, um, the fact that there was an open energy market that was rolled out in 2018, mm. like, how, how, because it ultimately feels like a balance. Like, if you want to open up the free market, you want to have these smaller companies come in, yeah, they might not have the financial might of an SP, but if they provide a lower offering, it still feels like a good thing. Like, I'm still glad that they opened it up. Mm, I'm just saying maybe that uh, because some people are asking, um, Singapore is such a small market. I think at the point in time, Singapore is such a small market. Can we really sustain twelve different or mm. you know twelve different retailers? If thirteen, if you include SP Group, right? Is it? I can't remember. It's twelve or thirteen, lah. But that's a good question to ask, you know, because it's not like you know we. In Singapore, we don't know what our population is. We know our population is tiny. We know that 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 you know it, it competition will be very fierce like, on the ground, and and maybe mm. then there might have needed to be a cap on the number of retailers or something, just just so that um, I mean it, it's just easier to have oversight over a smaller number of 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 big players and all that, right? And then but I'm, I, I'm not I'm not the economist mm. so I can't I can't give you an answer for how it is. But it just sounded to me like. Uh, like maybe if if 
these small companies are, are folding uh, simply because the price the price of uh, the price has been very volatile, right? Then then maybe uh, the safeguards were not in place like, beforehand to make sure that they wouldn't fold so easily, and, mm. and that the consumer will have to bear the cost of you know picking up after them as well, like. Yeah, because I mean that's what they do with telcos, right? Not yeah. everyone can just set up a telco, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think even for Circles Life to come on board as like a, because Circle Life doesn't have their own telecommunication cables, they yeah. they right off the back of I think Singtel or not. So even for them to get the license to operate, I from what I understand was very very tough, lah. Yeah. Um, but I guess like yeah, like I think both of us uh, are in agreement that a free market still has the potential to be very beneficial for customers. And mm. I think overall, I still did save, right? I mm. think most mm. consumers would have saved. Yeah. But I think what doesn't help the situation, right, is that the general lack of trust for big companies. Because as I was reading this, right, yeah. Singapore gets all their natural gas from overseas natural gas providers, right? Yeah. They import it from Indonesia, they import it from other parts of the world. And the oil and gas market already, I think, doesn't have the the most wholesome image. Mm. Um, and it just feels right. Like, okay, you can read it on the surface. Yeah, the climate change has resulted in supply chain disruption and all that shit. But a part of me is also like, I really hope there's no fuckery going around where the providers are kind of, you know, like, not say colluding per se, but influencing the supply. Because there has been a, a decrease in supply. Mm. Uh, of natural gas which has risen, given rise to the price increase right mm. but it feels like there are so many parts and so many influential players that if they wanted to cut out the small person right they can do whatever the fuck they want like. and I think at this point in time what doesn't help is generally I think around the world people have less trust about big corporates than they have ever had in recent times Yeah, and I think there's a general angst of like hey fuck you all just decide this then what we have to deal with it I think the most Recent thing that we were both talking about a few years ago is when we uh, we got a message from Singtel saying, oh, as of this, uh, you know, we are not going to have Fox uh, channels anymore yeah. because it's all going to be under Disney. Sorry. And we just have to deal with it. La. Yeah. yeah. And, exactly. and I think to see that happening over and over again, it just feels like, oh, yeah, it just feels I like really hope. The safeguards for yeah. a consumer are, are an afterthought, la, right? You know, yeah, the, 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 yeah. It, it seems like the most important thing is to be able to say that Singapore is a free and liberal market and everything but what about the safeguards for the consumer like, that's why I always ask like why aren't there more safeguards in place whether it was Nice or Robinsons or Hook or you know these electricity retailers you know like the consumer is always the one that just has just hears from the press release after the decisions have been made and already like yeah, I think I think there was a forum letter to Straight Times, which when I chanced upon, I actually thought, hey, actually that's an interesting thought. The guy's point was saying, okay, there's no there's no fees that will be transferred to the consumer. That's good. But how come when we break a contract with the consumer, we have to pay an early termination fee? Yeah. When the the corporate or the supplier breaks the contract, how come they don't need to pay us a termination fee? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I was like, hey, yeah, and that's actually time, a good point. Yeah, you know the fact that I have to take a lot of time to go and help you know, family set up or whatever and all that. It's, it's just, it's time, right? And time is, and, yeah. and as you know, in Singapore, time is money, you know? So how and come as, consumers as always as I, bear, have to bear with it? Yeah. And as much as I'm a general fan of spreadsheets, as you would know, Terrence, yes, I know, this one, yeah. if I have to fucking revisit the damn electricity spreadsheet and go and do all these calculations again, yeah. well, you know what? I feel like when I tried Android 
uh, after a while, you know, Android gave me all the luxury of choice and all that. After yeah. that, I was like, no, fuck that. I went crawling back to Apple, right? Now, SP is my Apple. Uh. Is Apple. <laughs> I'm just going to be okay, SP. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I tried someone different. Please yeah. just take me back. Please. Yeah. I'm willing to pay the premium. Just don't. I'm willing, yeah. Don't leave me. <laughs> don't leave us. Don't yeah. leave me. Don't leave me, SP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the situation oh, we're at. La. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. But, uh, but that's why yeah. I think yeah, the oil and gas and energy market is is a it's almost like a black box, uh, And I think that's mm. why there's this certain like ugh, this is in the in the in the in, in in my loins. There's a feeling that's very kind of unsettled. Like what the hell is really going on in your loins? Uh? In my loins, no, it has reached my loins. <laughs> Not just strange, my stomach, my strange, loins. Strange, strange place to have that feeling. Uh. But I uh, know, man. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, it's just like you know that there's probably some. There's probably something going on behind the scenes. And yeah. somehow as the consumer, we'll be the last to know about it, unfortunately. Come on, Gan Kim Yong. Yeah. Gan Kim Yong. Come step on. Out, step out the communications, please. Let's do yeah. better than than the uh, you know MOH did recently. Yeah. Yeah. Because the one thing is if just off the back of this retailer thing, if the prices are increasing, I think he himself said he's he's encouraging people to be a little more careful with their electricity electricity spending. Mm. It's it's ultimately even if it doesn't affect your retailer, even if you're already locked in with SP, increasing energy prices will affect everybody. Yeah, and and, and, and everything. And with all the added restrictions of staying home and all that, you know, you you got to remind. You, I mean, I think it's uh, important to remind people uh, that that you know don't you stay at home and your electricity usage will definitely go up, lah. Right. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, guys, you know, use less electricity at home, but uh, yeah. you also spend more time at home. Yeah, spend so place. you give and take. Lah. Give Deal and take. It. Deal with it. Ask yeah. it. Um, oh, but yeah, okay. Speaking of uh, electrifying news, we have come mm. to we have come to the goofy topic of the of the day, which is yeah. uh, as electrifying, if not more, because everyone mm. I know is talking about it. everyone who didn't even give a shit about you know social media or anything before this have been messaging us about this, asking us about this, and you know it's uh it's actually part two lah, right? It's a update of something yeah. we've spoken about before. And what is this topic? It is um the the recent flurry of further leaks and uh, ex and current NOC employees about the dynamics within the company, uh, especially with regard to how the CEO and co-founder Sylvia Chan runs it. Mm. Um, and I think the last time we covered this, which was a few episodes ago, at that point in time, it was leaked screenshots that were shared by uh, this one Instagram account, SG Sicken Rice, lah, right? Mm, um, and and uh, it felt like it reached the 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 max point and it was dying down. Mm. And then a few days ago, there was this blog that was set up, um, apparently by yeah ex and current employees, where they went into detail about allegations that were more than just Sylvia being very uh, condescending towards the employees, uh, from correct, embezzlement, correct. from. Uh, pimping out the NOC girls to to uh, prospective company partners. Yeah. To and, and I know I know this would this would heat up your loins, uh, but it literally when you open the page and the silence e dot com, the f- mm. you already can see a spreadsheet there, Harish. And I know that like, I know that, I saw it. That turns you on straight away. Immediately you I saw it. I'm like, like yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're just going yeah. through every single cell. 
and checking it out. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's but, how detailed they are in their in their, in their uh, complaints. Uh. Yeah, and and I know like um we've gotten some feedback from some listeners saying that okay, you know, this is after all influencer drama. Like there are more important things to talk about. Um and this is kind of like a bit a bit too tabloidy to a certain extent, but but why did you want to talk about this? Uh? Uh, I think it has surpassed just being influencer drama, cause uh, what I define as influencer drama is is a lot of uh, he say she say kind of thing, or you know like I got beef with this person because he steal my idea, that kind of influencer drama la, That the rest of the world doesn't give a shit about la, Right, the rest mm. of the world can be like ah whatever, I don't care. You know everyone's video sucks anyway, so who cares if they steal they stole your idea or whatever. Or, you know, you had relationship with that person or that person. But I think this has become a bigger thing because um, uh, Sylvia's actions initially have been, I mean, nothing short of, uh, I would say, uh, it's a pretty uh, oppressive, sounds like a pretty oppressive workplace, like, right? Uh, mm. Where vulgarities and, and you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of anger, a lot of vulgarities, a lot of shouting, uh, a lot of, um, you know, uh, emotionally uh, abusing employees uh, by gaslighting them and things like that. Um, so though that was all part of um, when when I first saw that first that that first expose and you know, all, I thought okay la, I mean it's basically employees speaking up against their boss lah, right? And but mm. but being running a business, I also I, I think the last time I also said that we need to hear from Sylvia's side and 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 to understand because running a business is never easy. A successful business mm. like NOC. It's not easy, you know. I, I think mm, they have easily mm. like thirty to fifty staff or something like that. Um, managing egos, managing people is never easy. So there, there needs to be some measure of uh, empathy, lah, with whatever the the boss is going through as well, like Maybe trying to keep the lights on and things like that, like right. Um, mm. But this expose, this particular blogspot.com website, it goes into much greater detail about literally allegations are uh, that that can and should be investigated by the Ministry of Manpower. Uh, if uh, can and should be investigated by, you know, uh, it, sounds like, it sounds like basically almost a, a case of like, uh, an alleged case of of uh, pimping out uh, an employee in order to close a deal, right? Mm. Uh, mm. It sounds like misuse of company funds is, is a very clear and present thing. There. There, and there are receipts for everything I'm saying. So as much as there are allegations... There also there seems to be evidence for all these things as well. So nothing we're saying here is 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 uh is not backed up by some receipts, right? Um mm. so I think it's crossed the realm of influencer drama into just general like what the fuck is going on at this at this SME, right? And and and, yeah. and if, if this kind of thing is happening in SME, I think uh people should be calling it out like that. People need to be calling it out already, lah. Right. Yeah, I think I think for me, like even the first time we spoke about this, um, I did feel that it is something to talk about because as trivial as it sounds, right? NOC, after all, still has a million subscribers and they have a pretty huge following in Singapore. And mm. to me, the drama that was going on there mm. and especially now is in some way a ref a, a reflection of certain aspects of society. Mm. And what I mean by that is that for the longest time, Ryan and Sylvia and NOC have really been put on the pedestal of, you know, I think they've been referred to as the founding mother and father of the Singapore YouTube scene. They have been on Forbes 30 under 30. And it just felt like NOC was the perfect, 
the perfect company lah. Mm. And I think it it just feels like okay, if that this much shit was going on, if there were clear violations of employee rights or or financial um abilities or, or of a company it is a huge fucking problem and i would say even before this this latest leak even the first one where there were like treatment of employees or that i think that's a that's yeah for me that was already out of influencer drama and into more of the the current situation when it comes to smes or companies that are not big enough to be under public eye but not small enough to just be like a small group of people mm-hmm. and and i think one like this one has so many so many aspects to it of course some of it just feel like okay it's more personal grievances like mm. there was also screenshots of sylvia allegedly messaging uh, uh, about cheating on on her husband which feels like a personal mm. grievance mm. um and not so much for the to do with the company but it just felt like wow fuck this is this has blown up to an extent that i never thought possible and now yeah now I guess that's why even amongst our friends or social circles people who were never interested have been messaging you yeah. uh, as they have been messaging me as well. Yeah. So I I implore anyone who who feels that this is a stupid issue to just go through the go through the blog post yourself as well lah, right? Take a read mm. of what it is in there and then understand for yourself like what what kind of dire situation that all the employees must feel that they're in such that they've banded together to start a blog post to basically uh you know list out all these things about their boss you know the their big boss about the company that they they supposedly love and have enjoyed working for and the brand that which mm. which they feel very proud about uh for the last i don't know 7 8 years or whatever it is lah uh to, yeah. to to come to this level it's uh it's quite sad lah um i mean i don't think we need to review every single thing that that uh, yeah, in there right but maybe we want to talk about just like some of the 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 big takeaways for yourself and and like you know any any further questions you might have about certain things i think for me the one thing is that how how i mean these are just glimpses that we have seen and if they are true of mm. course i'm giving them the these are all still allegations like because mm. you can easily doctor a whatsapp text yep, right yep, yep. um but it feels like okay there's enough to point to okay some shit was going on like it just makes me wonder how was that possible is it the nature of the industry where the thing about singapore though it's film very specific about what what shit going on that that that's yeah, the, under the, the radar that shocked you the the fact that the employees were kind of like so fearful to raise up to uh, the management um, you know like even the amount of uh wouldn't say working hours like but the fact that they have uh, they had mental issues and and requested uh help from the company and were seemingly brushed away mm. the fact that for a company of that size the HR department felt like it was non-existent mm. um the fact that in a chat with the talent uh, or, or or a company chat there was a lawyer who was also part of it um the the other the, the things about the the using money for personal um gains when even in the screenshots where other employees were asking about uh the, this one relative of Sylvia who was apparently on the company's payroll it felt like they were apologetic to ask you know like oh mm. don't mind me asking mm. um but is this guy still working for our company because he's still getting paid up till September 2021 mm. and, and it just felt like oh shit like um 
if and and this NOC has been in operation for quite a few years, lah. Mm-hmm. So, and so that's one thing. That and the nature of the media industry as well, where it is not unionized in Singapore, mm-hmm. where freelancers and uh, employees or talents have very little leverage against your employer. It feels like wow, shit. A lot of people joining. Ha- maybe it's because they 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 think this is the way the media industry operates. Mm. I think. Thankfully for both of us, we went through the corporate experience. So when we came into media, there were certain things that were glaring out to me like, oh fuck, how can things be run this way? You know, like mm. telling an employee that once you leave the company, you cannot post on your social media for a year um, mm. is quite ridiculous like, because general non-compete clauses are like, what, three months? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, uh, at least they're not so restrictive lah. Such that you can't make yeah. a living because we're talking about influencers. If they can't post on social media, then why do they even exist, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm. yeah, so, so those are the things that stuck out for me. But what about you? Um, I mean, the broader thing, uh, as much as you say it's personal grievance about the cheating or that, lah, that to me is like the, you know, it's like the, the fucking, you know, the juice, lah, the juice of the, the whole thing. Lah. But the, the, the bigger question I'm asking is like, how come, the, I mean, there's literally an allegation of, of uh, Sylvia, uh, you know, exchanging, bartering uh, sex with one of her employees in exchange for courier services from a top courier startup in Singapore. La, right? Mm. So, if you think about the top, the number of top courier startups in Singapore that are, you know, uh, that, are, that are prominently in the news and all that, there aren't that many. La. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's one of, you know, the... They, they, I think there's a lot of speculation about who it is uh, online. You can go and read it up for yourself. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody seems to be talking about that because it takes two hands to clap, right? It's not just Sylvia is the bad person in that instance. Uh. It would mean that the other person who is receiving that that, that bartering offer for sex or so, uh, yeah, is, is also going for it, right? It's, and as much as you say it's, it's, a, it's a he say, she say thing, uh, if if you think about how coordinated this whole exercise has been, right? I don't think, I don't think that the the people who posted this would post would dare to put up something so salacious if there weren't receipts, at least receipts about it, like right? Receipts meaning mm. evidence about it, like. Maybe they don't want mm. to reveal more because it might you know dox it might dox the person the the girl involved or whatever. But the fact that they put it down means they are confident that even if they get sued for defamation by, not by Sylvia, but by let's say that top Korea startup in Singapore, they have the receipts to prove something. Uh, you know? Yeah. So I'm just quite shocked that everyone's so focused on how bad Sylvia is, or at least how allegedly bad Sylvia is. But no one's talking about the flip side of, hey, this CEO or whatever, one of the co-founders of this top Korea company, what the hell are you doing, uh, right? You know, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any and hashtags. I haven't seen any like angry mobs or no, no. I'm not saying I want to see that like, But I just a general cursory search on Twitter. You know, I don't see anything, anything related. There, no one's talking about it, or asking about it that much like. Maybe it's out of fear of getting sued or something like that. But but that's my point like. You know, I think we need to uh, also if we're seeing something an allegation so serious that it sounds almost like like date rape like like that like it sounds almost like that right? Shouldn't we mm. be more concerned about that and the victim and what are the what's the restitution for the victim in this case as well, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's it's interesting you bring that up because um the the thing about the startup scene in Singapore, it's mm. you know, every day if you just Google like uh startup in Singapore, there's some new company that is raising a shit ton of money. We have mm. more unicorns than ever. And I think it's very easy or it it seems to be the case where the founders of these companies are being put up on a pedestal and like um, being seen as like the gods of the startup scene mm. um, and it just feels like if there is that sort of shady dealings happening it should be given focus because yeah you know when when think people are too shown too positively in, in the limelight um, that's also not good I'm not saying that the startup scene definitely has shady business mm. um, of course there are rumours and allegations but it feels like yeah that is a component on this whole thing that also should be highlighted yeah. like, like what you said and I'm not saying but, that we need to police the we don't we need to be the moral police of these people that they cannot have affairs outside of work, that they cannot, you know, sleep with multiple people and anything like that. But but literally the allegation here is that Sylvia had bartered sex with one of her employees in exchange for a personal favor to 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 get something delivered, like, right? Get get some courier mm. services. So we're talking about this is some like I mean, it is more complicated than just a than just a uh, you know like oh I find that guy attractive kind of thing or anything like that lah. This is has some like uh monetary benefit involved in the whole thing lah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and but- and and, uh, and uh, yeah, I think building on what you said about the tech industry being like put on a pedestal and everyone's like oh they're so awesome. It's not just because they run businesses. They a lot of them are on you know like Sylvia herself like they're on you know all these government initiatives these these panels lah, like. Like they like I found a video where Sylvia was talking to Sim Ann and and the founder of a of a, a local career startup called Ninja Van, uh and and yeah they were on this youth action panel together where they were meant to inspire youth to to take action in their lives and all that like, you know, um so my point is like hey you know they're being fettered as like as doing good things and inspiring youth to do the good things but then if behind the scenes. There's literally if there's this alleged bartering of sex going on, that's not a good thing to be to be promoting, like, right? And and, and mm. I think we need to in that case, the government or the whatever bodies are involved need to be a bit more discerning uh about who are on these panels and, and, and things like that as well. Like, and 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 knowing now now that this might have been this might have occurred under their watch, they need to come out and say something too, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess the Yeah, go on, go on. No, no, no. I mean, I was just saying. Uh, yeah, it, I, I just happened to find that video on a Team NOC channel. I'm not saying that that was the that is the startup or that is the person or that is the panel that Sylvia was referring to in her screenshots, alleged screenshots and everything la. But I'm just saying that mm. that you know, she she and a lot of these startup people are, are fettered as like the future leaders and all these things. And but but when they have moral failings like that, that that literally have effects on effect effects on people's lives. Um, then we need to re-examine why are we why are we celebrating these people without doing a, a more doing a bit more diligence on who they actually are. La. Maybe each time like a brand wants to work with an influencer, they should put them through like a mini squid game. And you know, <laughs> like um really test their limits when they are under the harshest conditions and yeah. then if they make it through they okay, their values are in line and all, then they become an ambassador or something like because I think that's also something that has been highlighted or yeah. has been implied like, huh, she's a spokesperson for mental health, health and yeah. yet she's treating her employees like this. Like. Yeah. But but on the flip side of all this, right, now is reaching a point where 
Wow, like everybody is shitting on her. Um, mm. and I think it's one of those things that, uh, how how is this going to transpire? Because let's say you know, even when we were talking about that the last episode when Dave Chappelle shared the story of the person who, um, like ended uh, her her life after after not not directly because but amidst her being vilified on social media for supporting Dave Chappelle mm. and. I mean, whether or not it's used as, as an excuse feels like Sylvia does have mental issues in the past, mm. in the past, right? Mm. Mental health issues. It just feels like, oh, fuck, this is reaching a level where it's not just the people who are interested in social media, it's people outside of social media. And if anyone looks at the blog posts, the screenshots, it, it really paints a very unpleasant picture of her. Lah. But if it were to go down the extreme and if something horrible happens, right, mm. that would be terrible, lah. You know, and and that's what do you just mean? Could you be more specific? Like, let's say she like self harm or or something as a result of this, mm. um, and self harm, yeah, it could be just little or at a, at one extent, you know, even taking uh uh someone's life lah, someone taking their own life. Mm. It just feels like I don't know, like when I read this thing now, where across every Reddit post, across every Instagram post, she's really being fucking shat on, right? And mm. I know even in the previous episode, I was like, no, I don't think. Uh, her history of mental health issues or like the the difficulty in running an SME should be used as a as a reason to condone her behavior. Mm. Now I'm like, what oh, fuck? It is it is a curry mode to me. Like, like how is this gonna pan out? It's like uh and I wonder what kind of state she's in. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I mean I think I don't know man, like um I guess one thing that didn't help was the last statement that, that she put out as well. Because yeah, it just correct. sounded to a lot of people like a "I'm sorry but not sorry" kind of statement, lah. Um, yeah. Where where and then it was pretty much like on the spot, almost immediately, the one of the talents in question, uh, Samantha, like, uh, pointed out there was a that that there, there was a lie, like There was a very blatant lie, uh, in what she was saying in her statement, lah. So immediately, the credibility of that statement, you know, just disappeared, and and people just started. People doubled down on on the criticism of of her, um, mm. so I don't know, man. That's why I, you know initially I said that her PR team needs to be fired. Whoever's advising her on PR on these things, but I, and I think it's because they are they were advising her to to fight back. They were advising her to to you know like really fight back. But but probably the PR team themselves did not know the extent to which the extent to which the what was the truth behind all these allegations as well, lah. They just went back to their regular PR playbook, thinking that you know it'll all be okay, lah. Uh, mm. And and this is a position that that she finds herself in. Um, but yeah, I mean, as much as yeah, we worry about what what they'll do to themselves. But there there has been let, let's think a bit. Let's think a bit about the 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 harm that has been caused to the real victims, lah. Right, the victims yeah. of, of the abuse and all that. Because nobody is really even thinking about 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 all these things yet, lah. Right, they're just. I mean, sort of basking in the, in the in the in the tea, la, so to speak, the spilled tea in the situation. But but there has been real harm caused to people. There literally was one. I mean, you, there are videos of uh, even Ryan himself, like almost begging her to to do the right thing for the company, and she, and and you can you can see from her response, she's not even taking it seriously or anything. Um, there's staff members who, after four years, four years, and still still taking medication to to manage the post traumatic stress disorder of working at NOC. Um, yeah. So there are real consequences to her actions already, la. And I think, 
before we can talk about you know how how is she dealing with all that we need to to to, to yeah to to think about those those uh, how those people are dealing with with the with the current with the current problems that they're facing oh. so mm. like, like i think i think there's a time and place for for the for for worrying about everything but right now i i'm, I'm my heart goes out more to the people who have been affected because i i mean i have been in a situation where i work to someone who's really like uh unreasonable and and and, and displays a lot of these so-called toxic behaviors like and you're not talking about me right you're not talking about oh, me no right? la, no oh la. <laughs> relax <laughs> i thought that was relax. like okay you no, 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 build no, no, up for 20 minutes just for I, this underhanded i just about i just about to step because i'm very, a delight right i'm about to step the oh, very oh. vulnerable zone and you have to make it all about yourself again <laughs> That okay, is the example go, of toxic behavior. Please, please open up. Open up your heart. No, no, no. Yeah. So I was just going to say that, that that toxic behavior, uh, when you work with someone toxic or you're in a relationship with someone toxic or what, it's, so, I mean, being gaslit, you know, as much as that is a very new term for an for, for old, old person like me to use. Eh? Like like someone basically fucking with your mind is a very, it's a very real thing. Uh, and mm. then those people these so-called toxic people do it on a daily basis with all sorts of little, little things, like little, little things like telling you your health is bad or you should do this, you should do that. Hey, your girlfriend, she gave me this look when, when you said this kind of, that kind of shit, you know? So, so it's yeah. not a pleasant place to be in and, and uh, yeah, maybe Ryan was has been suffering that for eight, I don't know, eight years or whatever, how many years he is, but, but uh, yeah, there, there, there are real, real, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder kind of consequences when you are in close contact with someone who's that toxic. La. I can say mm. that from experience uh, and, and and I totally can empathize with that. That's why I feel, uh, you know, if there was really like shit done that was so bad that as detailed in that blog post, right? Uh, I think it's, yeah. you know, not just Sylvia, but whoever's on the other side of clapping with her as well needs to be, need to be accountable for it. Yeah. And then I, yeah. I, I'm just so shocked that no one's talking about it. We're just like, yo, it's just NOC, it's influencers, it's never watch their stuff anyway, who cares? But how about those other companies? You you use their services, you use their career services, you sell shit on their platform, you buy shit on their platform. Uh, how about those companies, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think I think because like there's there hasn't been a specific company that has been mentioned, like, it's been alluded to. Mm. And I mean, hopefully, like the as a result of a uh, little more concrete evidence with the allegations on the blog post, there are investigations that happen. La. Because like what you said, these are almost like criminal offenses like if they did happen. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully that comes to light. Um, hopefully, like fucking, I, it feels will like we, this, Will we have a part still, three? You know? Will we have a part three of this? Feels, trilogy, feels yeah. like there will be. La. <laughs> feels, feels like there will be. La. Because yeah, I can't yeah. imagine ending it just like that. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I think one one thing is everyone's saying, "Hey Ryan, you should set up your own company and 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 you know do your own content." I, and I think he's already done so already, right? I mm. think Reno mm. King has started his own YouTube channel and all that. So, yeah it's not my one show thing. But if you if that's your kind of thing, like you just go and subscribe and follow lah. If you want to support him and all lah, yeah. Mm. Yeah lah. But yeah. Yep. 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 Tough. 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 So, but speaking of that, let me we can talk about some. Uh, stuff that's a bit something more, more uplifting yeah not necessarily yeah. uplifting but but at least it's a bit more about our, you know our tribe our community right yeah what is your yeah, one correct. show comment uh my one show comment is 
I guess there's no real one shook comment because I mean what there's a one shook threat lah because mm. previously you know when we did the podcast on the Dave Chappelle's uh, latest Netflix special right and we yep. were asking people to let us know their thoughts I wasn't sure how detailed people would go into their thoughts mm. but I mean even today there's a bunch of comments that actually go in depth about their thoughts about the special as well their thoughts about how we covered the discussion of the special lah mm. ranging from how Um, I think Mano official kind of highlighted that for to 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 them comedy stand up comedy is a performance and dissecting the quality of the performance based on standalone quotes is not the fairest thing lah because mm. it should be seen in totality. Uh, while other people, uh, there was another comment saying that it would help if we stated our stances on the issues talked about uh, earlier rather than later lah. Mm. Um, and I mean. I think I just appreciate comments like that because it does cause me to think and reflect, and I can still end up disagreeing with them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate people who take the time to articulate why they feel a certain way and go in depth about uh, their thoughts, lah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I was going to also mention this 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 stream of uh, comments is my one short comment, lah. Right. Uh, mm. I think we. I think I stated upfront that I. Um, it was it was a hard one for me because I didn't really know what to make of it. Like Dave Chappelle is one of the heroes of comedy, in in my mind. You know, I, I in the early two thousands I was downloading like really shitty quality like videos of of the Chappelle show and watching them on my computer and things like that, lah. Right. Uh, mm. So so that's how long I've been following that. I mean, you know, you talk about about entertainers with 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 uh. Very very uh questionable morals. I mean, Woody Allen. I've I've spoken about liking his movies and trying to separate the person from the 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 art and things like that, lah. So so it is mm. uh it is something that I was thinking about. So I think what people perceive as as us being messy in our approach is that I mean it really literally is a conversation between you and me, lah. We didn't know what exactly yeah. to make of it, lah. Right? We were trying yeah. to articulate our thoughts. We were trying our best to. To try and see things from from different perspectives as well, lah, and 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 um, I I I would implore people to also understand that this is a conversation going on between Harish and myself, where where we literally we 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 don't talk to each other about it before. We just decide what we're going to talk about, and then after that, we literally on the podcast, then we are hearing our opinions about it for the first time, lah, right? Um, yeah. So so it's it, it won't it won't come across cleanly like TED talk, where it's like oh you know this is my hypothesis and this is why. This is why blah 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 blah. Uh, it will come out slightly messy, and but that's also part of the the medium that I of podcast that I enjoy lah. That that we can just very openly so so say what's on our mind, and 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 um, if if an epiphany comes along the way, which it has in in certain podcasts before, mm, you can mm. literally talk about it on the spot, and 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 there is literally learning like character development and growth and everything that we that we all long for as human beings. Uh. So. I would say you know everyone has their opinions about this. Uh, I would say just to there will be regardless of how strongly you feel about it, there will be people who disagree with you. Uh, I would say don't don't take it to to heart that uh, it's uh, that that you know that we we as your I mean maybe your favorite podcast or whatever we that we have slightly different views as well uh, because mm. it's something that we are also we also struggle with daily like. How much artistic license to to grant to you know a hero like Dave Chappelle and 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 you know even in our comedy that we write so how much artistic license we have to 
to you know talk about sensitive topics and things like right so so yeah, it's it's yeah. not a, it's not an easy answer that 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 uh that that hundred percent I I will agree with you or hundred percent I'll disagree with you there'll be especially for this special I think I think a couple of you all did point out that that you 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 were pulled in different directions with this special as well right uh, yeah so so it's a it's a it's a very interesting thing to see how people think about this issue lah for me it's not just about yeah. me and Harish it's about every single one of you listening and how you have processed your thoughts about this issue lah. Yeah, and I think a big part of this podcast for me is getting uh, people's thoughts, like how they share in the podcast. Because like what Terrence said, the reason why we started this, the format we take about not discussing beforehand what we think is because we don't want it to be prescriptive. Sometimes literally, it for me personally, is like I don't even know what to think about a topic, but mm. talking about it firms or crystallizes my thoughts. And of course, a big part of that is reading comments uh, online like so sometimes I think previously when I was sharing about huh why so many people don't like the Soul Young podcast yeah. I appreciate some people messaging uh, direct saying you know don't don't feel disheartened or anything <laughs> yeah yeah don't don't be don't worry no for me it is part of the process without which right then this podcast also for me has less meaning what what is part of the process so, like reading comments and as all. in getting disagreements oh, getting yeah, getting yeah, comments yeah. and trying to understand why people feel a certain way about our podcast because yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, we want to keep doing this for the rest of our fucking uh, like like rest of our lives, if possible. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it just it's just important for us to also not fall go down the path of what we have seen media companies go down, like, where it becomes more about you have an agenda even before you start creating content, like. Yeah, and and digging in when someone disagrees with you, like, Right, I think that's yeah, correct. That's what correct. the algorithms are pushing us to do. So. We we really need to fight that. We need it's 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 a muscle la, to be to fight the the tendency to want to just dig in and, and say I'm correct and you're wrong, you know. And you have to train that muscle to to push back against that, that tendency. La. Which is why that's Hell why yeah, man. I think even the last when I spoke about the Joe Rogan talking to Dr. Sanjay Gupta, I respected both sides because I felt like they were willing to change their minds uh if they if you know with with enough uh, understanding and, and 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 of the other side's perspective and all uh. so so mm-hmm. I, I I just enjoyed that as a conversation and not that where one was more correct than the other or anything like that uh. yeah indeed cool uh, yeah speaking of one shook things so what is yeah. your one shook thing uh, my one shook thing is almost like an evolving one shook thing because a friend forwarded me an article uh, today about a recent kerfuffle that is happening with MIT and Princeton. Mm. Um, essentially, there was uh, quite an established professor uh, who focuses on like climate change and astrophysics and all. His name is Dorian Abbott and he mm. was invited to speak at MIT. Mm. Um, he's a geophysicist. Um, but uh, I think he's also in the past publicly made statements against affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that he values uh, diversity and meritocracy. So as a result of that, the faculty and graduate students from MIT came together, they discussed it, and they retracted their, inv- their, their invite to him to speak because of sentiments that he shared previously that was not related to the work that he was going to speak about. Mm. And on the same day, Princeton uh, invited him to come and speak because they said what MIT is doing is, is horrible uh, because science, you want to talk about his science, his work, does his personal sentiments um, influence that? Like? And I think it was more about the uh, quite a few mi- minority students at MIT who said, 
uh, and, and lecturers are saying we want to attract students who share values with the institution and by attracting a, a professor who clearly doesn't, it mm. reflects on our own values. Yeah. So, it's shook for me, not in a directly shook thing, but it feels like, oh, fuck, this, I'm, I'm just curious how this is going to pan out because it mm. just, the, the New York Times article was published yesterday, October 20th, mm. and mm. is yet another example of being, people being cancelled, uh, in air quotes, mm. uh, for their thoughts that might not even be related to their field of work. Uh. Got Especially it. when it comes to science, right? It feels that then how how like uh do people need to share the exact same values? Um can they not have a brilliant thought despite being someone who shares a different ideology when it comes to politics or vaccination or something? If they have a brilliant thought in something, right? Should they still be cancelled? Uh? So I just I just thought, wow, this is interesting to see how it develops. And it shook for me to be reading about it as it's transpiring. Uh. Mm, I see. So, if people wanted to read more about it, like what? Like there's what a there's a New York or? Times article. There's a doc. I mean, Dorian uh, Abbott, uh, D O R I N A B B O T, MIT speech or something. I mean, there's a link to the New York Times article that is not behind a paywall that we can put in the show notes, lah. Mm, okay. Okay. That's cool. cool. Uh, yeah, and to 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 my just to shout out to my one friend who suggested that who is always asking me to shout out when she sends me interesting stuff. So this is my shout out to you. Do you want to dox her? Uh, I, I won't use your her? won't use your name. I won't okay. I won't dox you, but you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. It's cool. This one I I can dox her because it's it's public. But uh, recently, Straits Times profiled um, the owner of a cafe in Singapore. It's called yeah. it's called the. Shinjuku Kisa Tetudo is Singapore's probably Singapore's first Japanese real themed cafe. Um and it's on the second floor of Triple One Somerset. And I'm not bringing this up because because the food there's amazing. I've actually not been there myself. But um what what's interesting is that the person who who runs the place, right, or started the place, um mm. he actually has was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, ADHD, dyslexia, and dyscalculia, uh, in his te- in his youth, uh. so his, this guy's mm. name, the founder's name is Isaac De Souza, and uh, yeah, so so he had a lot of learning disabilities when growing up, and he I think he dropped out of school, you know, in in secondary school, but one thing he always had was a passion for trains, so he would spend all his mm. time sitting SMR uh, sitting MRT stations, watching trains come and go watching, you know, uh, memorizing rail tracks and things like that. So, um, I think he then he started, when he traveled to Japan, he saw how organized Japan rail tracks are. And and, and he, I mean, he was very inspired. La, and he decided one day to, to, to you know, build his own, like, uh, model railway set at home and, and, and things like that. And eventually he became an SMRT ambassador because of his passion mm. for trains. Uh, and now he's even opened a real themed cafe in Triple One Somerset, la. And there is a inside the cafe, there's a model railway set that you can pilot using uh using joysticks and stuff like that, la. Um, and at the same time, they also sell stuff that you would you know typically eat on Japanese, I guess Japanese uh, trains as well. So um, yeah, I think it's just them awesome, la, When someone's able to take a very unusual passion that they have. Uh, and you know, make it into try and make it as part of their living, uh, and even more mm. so when this person you know comes from a very 
uh, so-called. Um, I mean, it, it's not easy lah. Growing up in Singapore, being dyslexic or this, not being able to, or, or having ADHD and everything, because you know, in school, definitely people will be like, "Hey, how come you can't you can't learn this as fast as that?" But, but this guy had real passion, and I think it's awesome that he's now set up his own cafe. So, uh, if you can, yeah, go down, go down and support the place and check out the place and let us know how, what you think of it, lah. I, I I haven't wow. been myself, but but I definitely want to check it out, lah. It's, it's, is it on the radar especially for you because you're planning that one birthday gift uh, for your Christmas gift for your son which is clearly a Christmas gift to yourself? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. no. For my son, I'm, I'm building up this this little like train uh, train setup for him, like, you know, with like on wooden planks and all that as well. So, uh, yeah, mm. I, I just, I think it's quite inspiring. No, but his, um, his are more like meant to be more lifelike kind of uh, scale trains, like. Whereas mine is really just like those wooden trains that, that babies play with. Lor. So there's nothing, oh, cool, nothing yeah. to, to, to compare. But his is like hardcore electricity, joysticks and shit like that. Wow. Mm. And I think any any anyone who's still in F and B this this at this point really needs all needs support, man. So, yeah. so show them some love. Show them some love. I, but if, if anything, just watch the video because it's a it's a quite a neatly produced video and and unfortunately the the article itself is behind a paywall, so you can't read the article. But you can still watch the video, lah. So I'll post a link to the video in the description. Cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, cool. All right. Cool. All right. Hopefully Thanks for that, listening to our midweek. Episode. Yeah. Hopefully that brought some smiles to your face, in spite of all the yeah. the painful stuff that we had to talk about before that, lah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody.